Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, cribs and con artists. We don't like these people on its shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and today we're taking a peek back at QAnon to see what the death cult's up to. But a bit quiet, kind of. And we asked the question, is Facebook's rebranding an early portrait of its death? Because it is in Hebrew. <laughs> Our anti-vax update includes disturbing news of anti-vax ugly lies being spread through letterbox campaigns, purportedly under the name of Western Australia's Department of Health. Yes, that may be incredibly angry. You'll see about that later. And we have all your favourite segments, including which black pill fuckwit said that and the week in Pete Evans. Big week. Big week. Nice. Big week always. Huge. Well, let's get going because we've got a big show. Even sure. huger than huge weeks Pete Evans has every week, if that were at all possible, job. Yep, it's epic. And we're going to kick things off right now with the Conditional Release Program's weekly news. And we start our news today with reports that some allegedly very naughty congressmen might have been a bit more involved in the storming of the Capitol building on January 6th than they've let on. And we thank uh, Sonny Brown who brought this to our attention. Now, Rolling Stone magazine says it's found evidence that Madison Cawthorn, a GOP congressman from North Carolina's 11th district, along with a few of the usual suspects, Ugh. Colorado's Marjorie Taylor Greene, yep. Lauren Burbitt, um, Alabama's Mo Brooks, Arizona's Andy Biggs, and Lone Star State's Larry Gomert, were actually involved these reports are saying, involved in the planning of the shit that went down in D.C. on January 6th. That is so bad. Yeah, all of all of them, are, of course, are massive Trumpers, with one or two holding a dangerous death cult queuing on close to their hearts. Now, Cawthorn spoke at the Stop the Steel rally before Trump on that fateful day. Now, Cawthorn made a forceful denial of the allegation but has refused to take an oath and give evidence to a congressional hearing to get to the bottom of what was at face value an attempted coup orchestrated by a president who could not face the fact he'd lost an election, and not by a little bit, by the way, by the length of the fucking straight, Donald, you sore loser. Yeah, you bitch. Uh, <clears throat> Congress has issued a number of subpoenas, including uh, one to that of Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Mm-hmm. Mark Meadows has refused to attend and might end up in jail as a result. We'll Good. see. Meadows remains on the former POTUS's staff, banging out the odd angry email on behalf of his boss. Ugh, the Trump's going to go, look, look, just uh, can you get into uh, Liz Cheney, please? And he'll go, righto, boss, <laughs> and, and punch something out. Uh, anyway, it's a wait-and-see exercise, but certainly the entire Republican Party showed little or no interest in opening a very wormy can of worms. Mm. And many of those worms are still in the can. The jug, the caboose, the slammer, or more correctly called the Washington, D.C. Correctional Treatment Facility in what is known as the Patriot's Wing. Oh, God. Roughly 40 of the hardest riders uh, make up the population of the uh, Patriot's Wing. And many of them are uh, on death cultists. Uh, at uh, 9pm sharp, Joel, every evening they, in unison, utter the allegiance to the flag... 
and belt out a stirring rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. Oh all in the jug, all in their little cells to their lonesomes, and out they go ripping. I reckon what you do is you actually make this a uh, punishment for people. You create this ward, <laughs> and then you say, look, if you, if you do that, I'm going to send you to the Patriots wing. And you're like, no, no, no don't no, send no. me there the, with those insufferable yeah, cunts. Yeah, be like the hole. It'd just yeah, be the exactly. same as the hole. Mate, We're take gonna... me to solitary. Take me to solitary. <laughs> yes, look. Fuck that. Fuck well, that. Of the 600 people charged, 600, just slightly over 600 people charged in, a, charged in association with the storming of the Capitol, only 60 have been banged up, bailed denied. Mm. And there were 40 of those making up the choir at DC's oh, Correctional Treatment Facility. God. And it's good that they have a bit of a sing-song every night before masturbating themselves to sleep. Uh, the question is, why is no attempt being made to deprogram these characters? Yeah. If they were the violent type who found themselves turning to Mecca a couple of times a day, yeah, the deprogram would be on in earnest and more often than not very successfully. It's actually... Very worth your taxpayer funds, deprogramming. Yeah. But these blokes, these blokes who uh, wrap themselves in the flag are considered a bunch of good old boys who love their yep. country, yep. if even a little bit too much. It's the only thing they've done wrong is love their country. Fuck off. <laughs> one thing we can say for sure is one day these guys are going to leave jail and at some point when that happens, you know, are we going to go through this all over again? Yes, the answer is yes. Yeah, it's either that or they could form a choir and tour the country <laughs> to sing a few patriotic ditties, badly yeah. off key, of course, while trying to convince the rest of us that pedos are everywhere and they're coming to take our children and our gerbs. Oh, man, if a pedo took my job, I'd be so upset. Like, come on, <laughs> he's not qualified. You can't live in your house. He well, loves kids. <laughs> speaking of pedos, this leaves us to David Tosakini. And yeah. you've probably never heard... Yeah. Uh, of David Tosakini, and until this week, neither had we. But mm-hmm. David Tosakini is not banged up in boob like many of his QAnon dropkicks. He's out and about in social media where he's described as a second-tier QAnon influencer. Mm-hmm. And just like a lot of QAnon influencers, Tosakini has basically accused high-ranking Democrats of being pedophiles. Hollywood types, you know, anyone they don't like. David Tosakini under the alias of David Trent, operates the Net for Truth BitChute channel with some 21,000 followers, a GoFundMe page, always the grift, for Christian ministry and veterans advocacy. Oh, piss off. (laughs) Come on. Where QAnon uh, rhetoric flourishes, and uh, Mm -hmm. he also has a number of social social media pages, Facebook, etc. Tadaskini was also the owner of a YouTube channel that had thousands of followers until that platform purge channels espousing the dangerous QAnon conspiracy theory. Toskini actually referred to POTUS 46, old Grandpa Joe, as a pedo in jailhouse slang. Charming. Terrible thing to say about Grandpa Joe. Look, it's okay. (laughs) It's nutty shit. Crazy as a shithouse rat, but no surprise from a QAnon influencer. This is... Yeah. But in an almost perfect case of it takes one to no one, mm-hmm. Todeschini, who labels anyone he doesn't like as a pedophile, is actually a pedophile himself. Self-loathing. The 70-year-old cupil scumbag is a convicted sex offender and is considered a level three threat, according Oof. to New York, uh, New York State Sex Offenders Registry, meaning that he is at, quote, high risk of repeat offence and a threat to public safety exists, unquote. Oh, good. 
And that registry categorises him as a sexually violent offender. And Todd Eskini was convicted in 1999 of coercing an eight-year-old boy into sexual acts oh, earlier. Not good. You know, people often say it's the ones you least expect, but a photo <laughs> of Todd Eskini taken recently shows a bloke who actually looks so much like a pedo, <laughs> his face should be the starting point for a police artist's facial composite, you know? That's fucked. Did the pedophile look like this? Yep, that's yeah, him. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you better believe he does. We'll, we'll pop this six fucks face up on uh, on the Facebook shitposting site so you can see for yourself. Looks like a pedo, sounds like a pedo, probably is a pedo. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. And in other news, social media website with over 2.85 billion users globally, Facebook, having been recently disclosed as using children as guinea pigs in ugly social experiments, as well as having Mexican cartels advertise for hitmen and companies <laughs> in the Middle East engaged in human and sex trafficking on their net on the on the Facebook network. Yes, and we get banned. They've decided to pull the old marketer's trick. If it's broken, call it something else. And that's something else is Meta. So Facebook's going to be called Meta, which is ancient Greek for beyond. Or in Hebrew, which they apparently didn't look at before they they fell upon that name, it means is dead. So is Facebook dead, Joel? Or does it just smell bad? Yeah, well, look, Facebook has been dead to me for some time. I mean, that's not to say I don't still use it. And to be honest, that creates a few metaphors I think are best left unsaid. You know, probably anyway. But the move to the metaverse really does seem fucking stupid. You could argue most innovations sound stupid when they're floated first as an idea, but this one seems really dumb. Like if you've seen the pitch video, it's got Zuckerberg in that sort of green screen hell, choosing clothing for his avatar. Oh, I'm going to be a spaceman today. <laughs> and then meeting his friends, like he has any, in some sci-fi looking room, <laughs> playing cards, and just being weirdly cheery about it. And none of it's real. And it just stinks of that mix between sort of Demolition Man and The Matrix. He's a man on another planet, isn't he? Well, he's fucking trying to be, and he's going to spend billions of dollars getting there. Like, I mean, just go to Mars like every other weird rich guy. Do that. Do something else. So this kind of thing, of course, is complete catnip to the usual suspects who have rushed to pick apart this move in the dumbest ways possible. All that sort of the symbolism will be their downfall sort of shit. So, of course, we've got the Hebrew dead thing, which is kind of funny because, you know, ha-ha dead platform. I get it. It's good. And also, mate, Zuckerberg, come on, man. Like, aren't you at least mildly Jewish? Like, did you not Like, did you not talk to one of your- Do some uh, research. Did, did anyone research this? Do you just not hire Jews? Is that a thing? Like, are you even worse than the Telegram guys? Are you Ghost Ezra? Is that what's going on here? Anyway, look, apparently meta also means fuck in Portuguese. Ironically, the user fuck on Facebook is the kind of thing that flags their bots to basically <laughs> check in on you to make sure you're not being mean to someone. You know, yeah, they don't mind yeah. if being radicalized into fucking anti-vax propaganda or being sent to the fucking capital to take over the fucking government. No, no. But if you're mean to someone, you get banned. One genius decided to make a link between the name change and the concept of a daemon in a computer. If anyone knows daemon tools, it was like a CD emulating thing back in the day. And then, of course, the word demon. Demon, demon, demons in your computer. The other terrible take on this is the meta logo, which looks a lot like the ABC logo, which I have a lot of respect for, is in fact a snake. It's a snake. Oh, snakes are scary. (laughs) It's also a scary infinite snake. The Uruboros. I don't even know what the fuck that is, but apparently it signifies infinity and the cycle of birth and death. Mm. I don't know why that's such a bad thing. Like, it's, it's all right. 
well, maybe we live it's forever right. in the metaverse. What's, yeah. a, what's a fucking big deal? But Dave Oniglio had an incredibly hot take, which made absolutely no sense. And I'm sorry for how badly this reads. This is a quote, and he's not renowned as a good writer. No, he's not. No. Well, here comes the metaverse. Do you think the injections are tied into this new technology? <laughs> what? Why yeah. has Facebook been so invested in controlling the narrative about mm. this agenda mm. and censoring truth? Just asking questions. Uh, okay. They are building an augmented alternative reality that is going to lure the masses into a new world. Ah, All of this talk about the new earth is going to be a trap that will be inescapable on a level that is permanent. That's that's some five-year-old fucking sentence right there. <laughs> this is a battle for souls. They are playing for keeps. This stuff goes deep. Ooh. I think it's fair to say Zuck is not human. He might have a point there. Well, he does have those dead eyes, but, you know, I think there's a lot. <laughs> there's some really basic diagnosable things there. Maybe he needs a miracle mineral solution. But, look, I think you can see why him and Pete Evans get along so fucking well. Check out those questions. Just so pointless and so leading and just so, yeah. like, meaningless like what what i especially like the fact that he's gone all caps on deep you know yes (laughs) (laughs) he's he's going deep he's just such an intellectual nobody and he's got like thirty thousand followers we have like less than a thousand on facebook it's just there's no justice in the world it's ridiculous this is just a dying battle anyway well we might be heavily invested in facebook's death show i mean well uh, we are. We do. We do have presences on there. But like, look, I always have this idea on Facebook: when you're doing anything that's even mildly controversial, expect to be deleted at any time. I download my personal profile fairly often because I've got lots of photos and things in there that I value a lot. And I would recommend you do the same because those motherfuckers will ban you, and you'll have no fucking appeal just because you called someone who I don't know expresses thoughts that maybe women should be like you know routinely hung as being an asshole, you're the bad guy in that situation, and <laughs> they're fine. they got some great thoughts, haven't they? It's so painful. Anyway, look, the move from the metaverse is just so shit. It's going to be this weird fucking 3D nonsense where it's all designed for Zoomers that aren't even on the platform. Honestly, the kids hate Facebook. I don't even fucking yeah, blame Yeah, they do. Them. It's mm. a dead platform. It's where fun and happiness goes to die. I used to <laughs> love Facebook. I used to get on there, argue with strangers, talk to friends, argue with strangers, and now I just talk to friends. It's fucking pointless. I don't like it anymore. That rebranding exercise too, it's just going to be everywhere. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it's just going to be omnipresent. We'll get so sick of it so quickly. I don't want it. And today's episode of the Conditional Release Program is proudly brought to you by the Black Death. Killer of an estimated 150 million people in Europe alone. So much so that it led to global cooling in the 15th century as arable land was once again taken over by forests. If it's buboes you're after, grab a rat and rub it all over your body. Bubonic, pneumonic or septicemic, take your pick. I prefer bubonic, but there's a lot to be said for swallowing the mucus of a sneezing (laughs) sneezing plague victim and getting deep into your alimentary canal. Oh, man. So remember, when when you want a serious pandemic, none of your cheap viral mutations, accept no substitutes, and make your next global pandemic the once and still heavyweight champion of pandemics, the Black Death. I think one of the first things it says within the Constitution is all laws within all... within... (laughs) 
And if you're successful in which black-pilled fuckwit said that today, Joel, you'll be given a flea-riddled rat to play with. Hey, Who knows, friend. you might just get a nasty rodent rash and a few claw marks, or you could kick off the fourth visitation of the bubonic plague, bringing civilization to a screeching halt. It would be a real game-changer for global warming. So, you know, there's plenty of upside. Excellent. So here we go. Question one. The quote is very short. Pfizer vaccine kills more people than it saves. Okay. Was that local strongman and destroyer of television sets, Thanos the Manos Panaides? Love him. Love him. I love him. God, I love Thanos. Was it son of Tom, Chet Hanks, proving the apple has fallen a long way from the tree? So far from the tree. It might not be an apple at all. It looks like some sort of gruesome distortion. Even an orange. A kumquat. A Chet kumquat Hanks. at best. Jesus Christ, what a piece of work he is. He's a fucking idiot. Or was it American tech entrepreneur, founder of the COVID-19 treatment fund? He's on the horse paste and he's farting like a Clydesdale, Steve Kirsch. Mm. Or was it conqueror of Australia and soon to be our vicious overlord, if she can just get a date on when the US Marines begin their amphibious landing at Circular Quay? Candace Owens. General Candace Owens to you, son. Field Marshal uh, Candace Owens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I'm going to go with Chet Hanks. It, it rings a bell. Oh, I'm afraid you're wrong. Those Steve bells Kirsch. are the wrong. Ah. Oh, no rat for you. No rat um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not out yet. Kirsch has uh, developed a lot of anti-spam sort of technology. Oh, well, thanks. That made uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. And he's kind of at, you know, well, there's so many tech entrepreneurs who are anti-vax, but he's kind of at the pointy end of it. And, yes, he uh, he, uh, he he made that state amongst uh, around a speech that was offered to US Congress just before people from the FDA got up. And everyone got very confused and thought that Steve was speaking on behalf of the FDA. Oh, oh my God. So intentionally confused. Misreporting and all sorts of things. So it Fucking really was hell. quite a disaster. Yes, so- and he had... Look, but look, uh, afterwards he was forced to apologise and, and throw up all sorts of bogus stats that didn't quite work out. So, yeah, Joel, you're right. zero from one. You know what? I'm just going to throw there just one more time, and I'm going to say this as many times as I need to. Can we tax the rich now? Because <laughs> this is what they do. They have dumb hobby projects, and they cause us trouble. Anyway, no, look, going on. I, I mean, I could actually argue that you weren't wrong with your answer because these all four of these people will at some point have said Pfizer vaccine. Absolutely. Kills more people than Absolutely. it saves. But Chet would have said it like, bro, like, yeah. oh, mother, bro, motherfuckers, like, motherfuckers. Fuck yeah, man, like it totally does, man. And my dad, like, got sick and it's bullshit. Oh, he uses the term motherfuckers like like a pronoun, you know? <laughs> Look, I wish I was innocent. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll catch you some slack. You've you've got one up. Uh, Here's question two. And the quote is, a peer-reviewed scientific study showed that the COVID-19 vaccine causes two deaths for every three lives it saves. This this segment is just designed to make me angry. You're just trying to piss me (laughs) off, aren't you? It's It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. So infuriating. So so was that? His liver supplements made my piss perfect. (laughs) Conspiracist screamer and angry, angry man. Send money now, yes. Alex Jones. Yeah, that's that's a very Was good summary. Was it former One America News <laughs> Network GabFest presenter, 
Now she's doing her shows on Facebook with a cardboard set and no makeup. Conservative shill. Send money now, Liz Wheeler. I don't know her, but I don't want to. Was it close friend of the podcast, owner of lamps that will cure the Wuhan flu? Send money now, Pete Evans. Or was it he's doing it for the kids, not to mention all that money he makes? Rank amateur philosopher. Never mind the meaning of existence. Send money now, Russell Brand. Mm, well, look, I'm just going to say that uh, Sonny Brown, who basically this show is dedicated to at this point, <laughs> this, sent this, me- This episode, definitely. He sends me great shit. I love him. He's a mate from way back. And basically, Russell Brand, apparently, when he started getting pilled, he started doing MMA. And it's like, is it a coincidence that he's like mm. a green belt, but he also started getting super pilled? And I'm going to go with Russell Brand. Chicken and egg. Chicken and egg dilemma right Chicken there. Chicken and egg, man. Chicken a fucking egg. How'd yeah. I go? So you're going with Russell Brand? Fuck yeah. Oh, oh God no. damn it. You will. Sonny, you you're never going to get You're never going to get a flea-riddled rat this way, Joe. All the cool kids are getting sick. It was, in fact, former One American News Network, former presenter. She got the ass as a result. Oh. She must be going pretty ordinary to get the ass from OAN. <laughs> Uh, but now she's, not a good now enough propagandist. She's got the cardboard set up uh, for a Facebook Live, which is uh, a bit sad. Uh, mm. But it was, in fact, partially true. A, a peer-reviewed scientific study had shown that the COVID-19 vaccine had caused two deaths for every three lives it saved, which was... Which and it was peer reviewed. The study was fucking wrong. I mean, it was basically <laughs> fabricated. And when this uh, when this study was actually published in um, a magazine called Vaccines, a scientific magazine called uh, Vaccines, a board member of the journal, an immunologist, Katie Ewer from the University of Oxford, she actually resigned from the board because it had been published, yeah, uh, wow. saying the study is grossly negligent and I yep. can't believe it passed peer review. I hope it will be retracted. And the journal's associate editor, Florian Kramer, a professor of vaccinology at the Econ School of Medicine at Mount Sinai in New York City, also tweeted that he resigned because of that study. So be very careful, punters, about some of these studies. A lot of them, uh, you could say, are a dubious funding. And <clears throat> and a lot of them are just straight out crank works. So, That's the thing, peer review doesn't mean the peers are any good. Sometimes the peers reviewing it are a bunch of fucking assholes who are in on the gambit. It's just a process. So, so yes, it can be peer reviewed, but it also can be peer reviewed very badly. But it's yep. just the fact that it's been published is not sufficient. Uh, not sufficient uh, evidence to to prove its uh, accuracy or efficacy. It really has been the year of shoddy journals. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So. Question number three, you ratless Joel. Um, <laughs> here we go. Very short one again. The vaccine program has killed more active duty members than COVID-19. Now, okay. I should go on and explain that active duty members referred to here are members of the US military. That's what I thought. The only military. There are there are militaries and then there's the military. It's bigger and badder than everybody else. And now yes, be a timely, timely reminder uh, that uh, the US spends more on its military every year than the next eight nations combined. Yeah, but they're all pussies. Yeah, that's right. Haven't even got the good shit. Anyway, no. what's that? A former Pfizer executive, he's in the middle of a midlife crisis, which is odd because he's way past his middle years. But he bought himself a red sports car anyway, Michael Yeadon. Yeah, bought it from a fucking GoFundMe money or some <laughs> shit. What a, what a fuckwit. I hate that guy. Was it orthopedic surgeon, which makes him an overpriced carpenter? He's a member of America's <laughs> frontline doctors, which means he's got to be right, right? 
Dr. Yeah. Lee Merritt. It's the aliens. The aliens fucked us and now we have AIDS. He's, was it? He's out and about freezer bird cereal, anti-vax liar. Oh. No jail could ever hold him, but we should at least try. We should try. Andrew Wakefield. <laughs> Or was it, which doctor is which? God will heal you because I can't. Another mm-hmm. member of America's Frontline Doctors, a group recently deplatformed on Facebook, by the way. Not hard. Leading her to predict Jesus would destroy Facebook servers. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, not before time. Go, Jesus. She's kooky and she's spooky. Dr. Stella Emanuel. You remember her, Did Joel? You- did she really say that about the Facebook servers? Oh, yeah, she actually did, yeah. She That's pre- really Once funny. they got deplatformed, just recent. This is the America's Frontline Doctors, which is a sort of conservative Like an group. ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, yeah, yeah, right. bunch yeah. of quacks. Alternate therapies weirdos. for COVID. Yeah. yeah. She's the uh, one who thought like demon seed was doing something because of demon sperm or some shit. They're fucking lunatics. Look, I'm really not sure where to go with this one. I'm really, really unsure. I'm thinking I'm just going to say Yaden, just for fun. Oh, I'm sorry, God you're wrong. You can, zero from three. It's an abject fail. You'll never, never be licensed rodent owner uh, with that kind of failure. It when was, I in fact, Dr. This, Lee Merritt. I'll notice that I won't be able to transfer the cheers applause sound <laughs> into Audacity. I'll be like, oh, is something missing? I think there's something missing. Oh, that's right. Me getting one of these right. No, you got them all wrong this week. Yeah, Dr. Lee Merritt, who actually called himself a US Navy surgeon, which it turns out he's not. Um, <laughs> Anti-vaxxers lying? Yeah, Tell me more. Yeah, he's just a terrible liar, but uh, oh, yeah, also a member of the recently deplatform of America's Frontline Doctors. Aww. And Jesus is going to go to Zuck's joint and kick some ass there very, very soon. If Dr. Oh, Stella dear. Emanuel is anyone to go by. You remember her, Joe? She was the yes. Nigerian train now Texas doctor who reckons she's hilarious hydroxychloroquine was the go don't worry about yes. anything else come to me get some hydroxychloroquine in India and you'll be as right as rain what about yes. hydroxychloroquine job I just yeah. it just fell off the fucking face of it the did. universe didn't it yeah I should be anyway. working on some of those for the Patreon soon I'm going to do some uh, medical misinformation episodes I'm starting off with bleach and working my way down the line so <laughs> join up kids <laughs> give us money get stuff no one talks about hydroxychloroquine anymore now we <laughs> no. ask listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really really stupid said by black pilled fuckwits we want your input listeners if you've recently come across something posted that is so odd so bizarre that it can only be appreciated by the criminally stupid drop us a line and this is a fucking wild stocks last issue because tell you what i'm running out of stubby holders but in the meantime we will send you a stubby holder and some assorted tcrp tatter because i've got stickers and shit all over the place if you make our lives easier and send us a quote we can use on the show make sure it's the attention of jack because if i see it it stops being funny I can't mm. see it. So hide that shit. Yeah, you got to hide that shit. you got to Nest it in the email. Nest it hard. And we remind listeners that the conditional release program stubby holder is the only stubby holder clinically proven to keep drinks cold. We have a study that proves that. I can't find it at the moment, but it's here somewhere. We'll have it peer-reviewed very very soon, <laughs> yes, some dodgy very, medical journal. By some five-year-old peers. But what that study did find is that the conditional release program stubby holder keeps drinks cold and used in conjunction with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, see, it's not completely useless, will keep you protected from COVID-19 infection and SIB, sudden irreversible beer warming, provided you're staring into one of those really cool lamps Pete Evans has. So if you want to keep your piss cold while you're sitting back staring into one of Pete's prophylactic Wuhan flu lamps (laughs) and remain breathing like a fucking Olympic champion, drop us a line. I'll never stop finding the word prophylactic funny.
And we kick off our anti-vaxxers update with the stats, as we stats. always do. That's the 49.3% of the world's population has received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. Is That's that more 7 than the billion doses administered globally, with 24.08 million administered each day. That figure's going down all the time. We got 3.5%, only 3.5% of people in low-income countries and just to help you with a definition of that, that is the developing world sands India and China, basically. So only 3.5% of people in those countries have received at least one dose. Uh, meanwhile, in Australia, we'll keep it fairly brief because everyone has a fairly close idea of where we are now. Uh, it's probably just worthwhile mentioning that the West will hit 80% fully vaxxed according to the modelling, by the week before Christmas, with Queensland just a day or two earlier, and that's when we go 80% nationwide. Get over there. up. Let it crack, COVID. Let it rip. Do your fucking worst. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and it'll be made a whole lot easier, Joel, because a new vaccine is just received approvals. One we've talked about a fair bit. It's called we Novavax. Have, we have. We have a bit. It's the next vaccine option to hit the market in Australia, and it's going to be the old Novavax, which has a cool-sounding name. But realistically, it's just a fairly boring two-dose vaccine, which is protein-based, whatever that really means. I mean, basically, the vaccine contains nanoparticles of the spike proteins that are found in SARS-CoV-2, which resemble the structure of the virus, which is apparently kind of unique, and it cannot replicate the body, so it doesn't make you sick. It's a usual sort of thing. Body thinks it gets COVID, but it's not COVID. Body makes antibodies, more immunity for when you actually do get COVID by, I don't know, interacting with a friend or, uh, I don't know, breathing near someone at Woolies, whatever. <laughs> However you get COVID. I've, I've seen news reports. I don't really know how it Hanging works. Hanging out in a Melbourne protest. You're going to be yes, exactly. walk up, start to get it. <laughs> yes, working on construction sites apparently is a very popular way of getting it. Are they all making out there? Like, what is it with these guys? Yeah, so yeah. this has been the anti-vaxxers' least worst vaccine for some time and may provide that island to swim to for our floundering mm. anti-vaxxers caught in the rip of the plague who might start realising soon that COVID isn't actually much fun and that vaccines, yeah, pretty cool idea. Don't know, Joe. One of the reasons they like Novavax is that it's not an mRNA-based vaccine. What's that? I hear you scream. AstraZeneca is an mRNA either, is it? Well, yes, that's true. But anti-vaxxers get most of their disinformation from the USA where they don't use AstraZeneca, so a lot of the shit they regurgitate doesn't mention the giant AstraZeneca elephant in the not-an-MRNA vaccine room. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. You can see through it. You're like, what, what? Oh, that's right. You're just pretending to be American right now. You're laughing as a yank, you <laughs> fucking basic cunts. Yeah. So not only that, but the adjuvant, the thing that's designed to rev up your immune system on the injection, get it nice and angry, and respond to the spike protein nanoparticles is natural and they it's natural. fucking it's organic job. They love this. They love this so much. Instead of using something like aluminium, which they think goes directly into the brain through the blood brain barrier, you gotta drink like three liters of zeolite to get rid of it, blah blah blah. I know way too much about that actually. Never mind. And of yeah. course it gives people Alzheimer's and gives people all sorts of things. I don't know, it turns you into a fucking alien. Who knows what they say? It uses a natural product called saponin which is an extract from the bark of the Chilean soap bark tree. Wow. Okay. 
So it's a soapy this is sort of very, thing. Very, very new age, Joe. Is it just? Yeah, this is this is literally the vaccine for idiots. The word <laughs> natural is a lot of heavy lifting here, and I genuinely don't know how natural this is, but it makes anti-vaxxers feel way more comfortable with this vaccine type. And look, that's a good thing. Now it must be added here that neither the Pfizer or the AstraZeneca vaccines contain adjuvants at all. No. But it's a constant controversy in anti-vax circles because of the whole thimerosal. It, it's preservative, but like it causes autism and all this sort of bullshit that's yes. gone in the past. Yes, 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 yes. So, so, so to, to be absolutely clear, there is no aluminium, no heavy metals at all in any <laughs> of the vaccines available. I just want to make that absolutely clear because, you know, sometimes, you know, the uh, there's a bit of confusion, mostly yeah. created by anti-vaxxers. <clears throat> yeah, and that, look, there are in some other ones, but even then, like, you know, you could opt for certain ones that don't have them, blah, blah, blah. God, medicine panders to these people so much. <laughs> so, look, it's not all roses for anti-vaxxers who, as we like to say, have never met a vaccine they actually like. Well, I'm pro-choice. Yeah, I just choose to not like them. In general. So for starters, COVID-19 doesn't exist. So fucking jot that down. Therefore, any vaccine against a non-existent virus is clearly a scam, mm-hmm. which is fair enough. I, I get the logic there. I mean, like it's bullshit, that's but I get the yeah, logic that's, there. That's pretty much how the syllogistic logic works. I feel you. I feel you. So for those that are less cooked in the head, the issue at hand is that the arch nemesis of anti-vaxxers, and I say less cooked in the head very fucking loosely, because that Bill Gates gave Novavax $5 million, which Uh is what I found, toward the vaccine, according Mm. to the Telegram posts. But according to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, it's actually 15 mil. Oh, it's worth. I don't know. Yeah, it's even worse. I mean, the more money, the worse it is. Mm. But Novavax and Bill Gates are very much in bed. They receive several grants in the tens of millions to develop, and this is the worst part, low-cost vaccines for respiratory viruses and other issues that plague, pun intended, the developing world, including $89 million for a venture in South Africa. How dare they help the developing world? Yeah, Fuck, yeah, the poor people. Poor people. Fuck the poor people. Fuck the poor. Yeah. If, if, if they're only poor, get a job. Just get a job. Anti-vaxxers on Telegram have mixed feelings about Novavax. Some of them think yeah. they're onto a good thing with a Chilean soap bark and yeah. nanoparticles. Ooh, that does sound nice. Mm, I might even have three doses of that. Oh. And others see the word nanoparticles. Oh, here we go. And, you know, so obviously they shit the bed. So Monica Schmidt stuff. has been fumbling this in recent times, going from suggesting it's a good idea at first to a bad idea, <laughs> yeah. depending on which answer would likely get her more money in donations. I feel for up though, it's hard to read the room on this one. Everyone's done their own fucking research and it's not really Honestly, coming up with anything, Joel. You just don't know. He's like, one second, everyone's like, no, Vax is going to save us all. And then it's like, no, it's Bill Gates and it's evil. Like, you just don't know these people. So depending on who you ask, as you say, it's either the first vaccine that won't kill you or it's the next vaccine that <laughs> will. But either yeah. way... It might get a few idiots to rob their sleeves. Some of you might know anti-vaxxers who are like, I'm waiting for Novavax. Well, you know what? It's fucking coming. And maybe by Christmas, they might be fucking vaccinated. Yay! Unfortunately, mm. now you have to spend Christmas with your anti-vax fucking friends. Yeah. Sucked in. But look, look I, just get the fucking jab. I don't care what you do. Yeah, as long as you reduce pressure on the overwhelmed health system. Man, if I get another hernia, I want to get a surgery. And unvaccinated idiots are getting fucking prioritized over elective surgeries and all these other, you know non-preventable health issues that actually mean something. Get vaccinated. Get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, look, I, I actually, actually made, made uh, in my column on Friday, I actually uh, mentioned that they are, in fact, um, uh, five bob each way libertarians. So uh, so they're actually saying, look, I don't want, it's my choice. I will exercise my own choice, but 
if things go badly and I end up yeah. in hospital, I would like access to all of the state's billion-dollar medical. I have a world-class health system. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Medical exactly. System, yeah. You so little that's why, that's why I love calling them five Bob each way libertarians. That's it. That's it. That's it. And the Australian government has agreed to buy 51 million doses of uh, the Chilean, <laughs> what is it, the Chilean iron bark, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has agreed to buy 51 million doses of the stuff later this year and will form a part of a booster shot program. Another phrase that scares the shit out of any vaxxers for some <laughs> reason. You'll then just keep getting needles. You'll end up like oh, a this... human pincushion. Oh, I don't know what to do. We will keep an eye on how this plays out in the alternate reality of anti vaxxers on the internet. Yeah, they do. But they live in the fucking matrix. One thing know is that anti-vaxxers lie all, all the time. All the time. They just can't help themselves. No matter what they're whining about, the foundations of their argument uh, is that the vaccines will kill us. Eventually. Just three years. It's three years. We have uh, to wait three well, years. Let me, uh, One let down. me point this out because it's even quicker. One of my Twitter followers posted this yesterday, or Saturday, having received uh, in the letterbox part of a campaign by lying anti-vaxxers. But this is especially nasty, you know, vicious as it is, sitting below a dodgy Western Australian Health Department letterhead. Yeah. It might not pass muster with with smart people, but it certainly has the capacity to trick people and strike fear, the one official currency of the anti-vax movement, 100%. into people's hearts. That's well Joel, said. It really is. Got, it's a you've got this, this, this fucking horror show in front of you. What's this shithead missive has a WA Health Department heading October 2021. Mm. It's a COVID-19 vaccine update. From here, it just gets worse. Yeah. Attention double-dosed West Australians. The COVID mRNA vaccine is still in phase three of clinical trials, meaning half the population has received only a placebo whilst the other half the vaccine. Lots of capital letters in places there shouldn't be in this, yeah. by the way, just and so you the know. the word whilst, I mean, <laughs> if so, placebo and What's vaccine? wrong with while? I mean, what, what? what, what, what are you, fucking Shakespeare? What are you, speaking just... in 14th century fucking English here? They've got 14th century medical practices, these fucking penises. Anyway, <laughs> data is being collected to validate the safety of the vaccine, capital V, and will be made available in 2023. Thanks, guys. It's always like two or three years. If double-dosed, please follow these steps. And then it's a bunch of nonsense medical stuff going to the yeah, doctor or whatever. And, and, and more designed to uh, to create alarm, etc. Look, it, it, it does look, you know, despite we're sort of pointing at some of the grammatical issues uh, <laughs> on, on the brochure, it does it does have a sort of at least a whiff of credibility about it. It does. It looks official. It goes, yes, it does. And, and it goes on to say, we thank all participants who have volunteered to take part in the experiment However, mm-hmm. due to astonishingly high numbers of reported adverse effects and high numbers of deaths directly attributed to the vaccine, we encourage you to visit your GP or health service provider, in caps for some reason, to request yeah, the above test to evaluate your health. It goes on to say... This fucking really pisses me off bit. so much. The this HIV virus that is in the vaccine... May no. cause a cytostorm in Ugh. your immune system, leading to AIDS within nine months. Fuck off. No. We apologize for putting your life and loved ones' lives at risk with no compensation, but rest assured. We appreciate your sacrifice for the greater good. Only an anti-vaxxer could write that. Only a fucking yeah. anti-vaxxer could write that. You yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, no limits, no boundaries, no depths to which they will not sink. What a pack of 
assholes they are. Just so infuriating. Anyway, that speaks for itself. And lawsuits, Joe, give us an update there. What's happening in the courts? Oh, God. I'm trying to keep lawsuit news brief because, honestly, we may as well have another podcast called Lawsuit News. (laughs) But there's lawsuits going on everywhere. None of them stand a chance, of course, as usual. All of them are backed by crowdfunding. (laughs) Everyone's getting paid except the plaintiffs, who, in the case of the New South Wales Supreme Court, are still wondering whether they're going to be financially ruined by Buckley's awesome idea to take on the vaccine mandate. Oh, don't worry, bro. It's a fucking sure thing. We've got this in the bag. By the way, can you sign this cost order? So just as some insight into a cost order, I was actually listening to John Saffron's Puff Piece audiobook. Great, great audiobook. And some kid on the vaping scene took on a government health department to court and they lost. This gave me real insight into what an adverse cost order does. So the adverse cost ruling was about $75,000. And you'd think you could just go bankrupt and maybe take the piss out of it and call it a day. No, the interest is about 6%. And if you don't go bankrupt, every few years, you are taken to court for a means test to ensure you're not hiding any money and you're still poor. And if you're not poor, they'll garnish your wages. Yeah. An adverse cost ruling, if you can't afford it, will ruin your life. And the fucking, the, the, the statement of claim had... The story of these people, they've got children, they've got families, they've got normal jobs, they're just normal people. Anyway, I'm not going to go too hard on that, but it just just to emphasize the fact that these people put themselves on the chopping block, no pun intended, for fucking Buckley and look, look where they've got, look where it's got them. It's disgusting. Anyway, back to the lawsuits at hand. In Tasmania, which is a surprisingly stable state in all of this because we've always thought it was being kind of inbred and a bit silly and a bit weird, they've got huge vaccination rates despite the fact that they don't even have any plague. They yeah. saw yet another challenge to mandatory vaccination rules for healthcare workers in the courts. Healthcare workers, come on, guys. You're the ones yeah. who are meant to be on the yeah, fucking front line of, of this vaccination. Kind of important. Kind of What's important wrong with you? Vaccinated just- if, you're, if you're on the front line. You know. how, how do you get peeled? As, anyway, it doesn't matter. No, so no, no. don't be fooled by Tasmania's relatively sane appearance. For a very small state, this case has 500 plaintiffs attached. Wow. It's very hard to know how legit these numbers are because anti-vaxxers lie. We've discussed this yes, a lot. Yes, a bit. A lot. But all the time. 500 mm. in Tasmania. What is there, like a 1,000 people there? Like, this is fucking crazy. No. <laughs> so they <laughs> were seeking a temp. Well, 1,500, fair enough. It's a third. So they were seeking a temporary injunction while the trial played out, but it simply wasn't going to happen. The judge said, and this is a quote, I don't think that the applicant has shown a sufficient likelihood of success in any respect to justify the presentation of the status quo pending the trial. So the application of the injunction is refused. Uh That is not quiet for a judge. Yeah, it's not what you want. It's not what you want to hear. It's not what you want to hear. No, that, that's pretty much just like, like it's legal talk for what the fuck are you doing here? But following up with that, he really didn't mince his words in the next one. He said, in my view, the applicant's arguments are all remarkably weak. Remarkably yeah, weak. Definitely Ouch. don't want to hear that if you're a <laughs> So the failure to grant an injunction means that pilled healthcare workers have been terminated as of the 30th of October, which according to junior counts for the plaintiffs, I saw a photo of this guy, he's really funny looking, is a real shame. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a, it's a, it's a real shame. It's a real shame. I think it most is. people are really relieved. They don't have to worry about whether their nurse is a plague rat or not. Yep. But that's the, to that's be honest, the, that's a big benefit. It's a big benefit because you don't know who the fuck's treating you. But it is brutal because there is, as we said before, there's no plague in Tasmania. There's none. There's no fucking cases. I think they have. I think they have, a, have a, had a case over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. this is the thing though. That's you get in front of it. 
you get in front of the thing. So the mandatory vaccination rules aren't necessarily for the fact there's no plague. It's the idea that when there is plague, that their healthcare workers are protected from it and not giving their patients plague. Yeah, pretty obvious. But, you know, when it comes down to it for now, you can kind of assume, kind of assume that the guy in scrubs that's treating you is actually plague-free. And from now, at least you now know they're fucking vaccinated. So, look, just a bit of a throwback. If you watched the New South Wales Supreme Court case, you would know of Peter King, the meandering old barrister who talks like this and represented AFL solicitors in that case in the most embarrassing way possible. He was at it again because he's on this fucking case as well for some God knows reason. Like, I mean, you haven't proved yourself being good. Just stop. But it seems the judge wasn't hugely interested in a nine-hour dribble fest from our learned friend Pete and kindly warned them to basically quit while they're ahead. They appear to have ignored this fairly wise advice and are planning to go ahead with the case on November the 4th. So in Victoria, the Setner case, which is now Harding v. Sutton after being co-opted by the dream team from the failed New South Wales Supreme Court bid, they failed in their bid to have the judge recuse herself from the case. Yeah, I saw this. So weird. I was watching the, the, the stream. So weird to watch this. Justice Melinda Richards was thrown a curveball when the barrister for the plaintiffs, Marcus Clark QC, and if you are familiar with the Supreme Court thing, he's more or less known as the bookshelf because he was just never there and it was just this bookshelf. And it's like, oh, where's Marcus Clark? Oh, well, he's called the law reporter there, but not not anyone else. I fucking ridiculous. He claimed the judge had an apprehended bias due to a previous role as Crown Counsel where she's provided advice to the state cabinet and premier about Victoria's Charter of Human Rights, which is, admittedly, heavily relied upon in this case. I don't get why there's a, uh, an apprehended bias there. But look, there might be something more to it that I don't know about. I haven't looked into it in detail, but it sounds like shenanigans to me. We don't actually have this Charter of Human Rights in New South Wales, which is one of the reasons why their shitty little bid failed so spectacularly because, I mean, essentially in our constitution, it just says, do what you want, guys. And the parliament's like, fuck it will, man. In this situation, it was also due to her refusal to schedule the hearing as urgent, which they whinged about incessantly during the mentions hearing. But despite this sense of fucking urgency, due to the absurd nature of their claims and their reliance on quack dockers from overseas like Gert Vandenbosch as expert witnesses, they had to push the damn thing to early December anyway. Like, this is ridiculous. It's not, it's not urgent. You don't even fucking take it as urgent. It's just the entire thing's annoying. So basically, they just insulted the judge for nothing. It just so pointless but it's not for nothing because she didn't remove herself from the case and now everyone on telegram is saying the reason why it's going to fail is because she didn't recuse herself she's corrupt you know it's all her fault i just i feel sorry for her inbox i feel sorry for her associate who's gonna have to go in there and delete all the death threats before she gets into the office in the morning i mean just fucking whatever yeah look uh, this is a case that on my reading might have the greatest chance of success due to the charter uh, and that is due to it due to its application under victoria's charter of human rights which is yeah. something actually the andrews government came up with i believe lesson number one don't give anyone rights <laughs> uh, it's it's not that really it it, it actually points I'm to kidding. a bill of rights becoming little more than a lawyer's picnic yeah. Uh, and if we look at, you know, similar sorts of arrangements made by the European Union, for example, it just becomes a mad set of 
of, of seeking to interpret a Bill yeah. of Rights. I used to be yeah. an advocate for a Bill of Rights. I, I'm not now. And that's not because <laughs> I've come away from this thinking people should have more rights. It's just because if you create a legal foundation for human rights in a state like Victoria, which has those things anyway, you'll find that it just becomes a fucking nightmare to administer. Yeah. Okay. And, and again, you know, the old lawyer's smorgasbord, all you can eat, you know, that, that's, that's where you end up with, yeah. Hey, look, you know, they need to have two garages, not just one, because the Aston Martin can't be on the street. That's it can't right. can't be on the yeah. street. It'll, it'll get sun bleached. So for the real legal beagles in here, this is just like a massive tail end. Do you remember Jonathan Andrews from Boss and Cray Lawyers? Uh, I, I do remember I said them, that yes. right. Yeah, he, he, he's still having a crack. The government can't even be bothered with this shitty case he's brought forward and he just started going for a dismissal in December because it's bound to fail. And I have a feeling they know what they're talking about on that one. Mm. It truly sums up this like massive lawsuit fetish the movement has. It's bound to fail. But... Let's not get too quick to call it failure because old Johnny raised $55,000 on GoFundMe. And let's face it, what's he done for it? Fucking nothing. Well, I guess if it is dismissed, if it is thrown out, that probably is 55K covered, you know, in terms of cost to that point. I reckon, I reckon if it's dismissed, he probably will get away with costs. He's, he's taking a punt. My money is on the fact that he's going to see every dime of that money and he's going to have a really nice Christmas. Good turkey, good ham. And in other court news, Joel, the CFMEU dog kicker, boo, boo. was arrested this week. Yeah, this is something I came across on Twitter, which is one of the men involved in the first confrontation at the CFMEU headquarters has apparently been charged with assaulting an animal, which he did, well, at least as far as the video is concerned, allegedly. Well, yeah, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. But yeah, a the footage is there for all to see. Exactly. A, a verbal altercation broke out between the dog owner and the man who went on to kick the dog in the side. And I mean- In the guts. Wait, kick the dog. Dog in the guts, you low animal, allegedly. You you don't do that. That's how John Wick started. And you know how that ended? Everyone (laughs) died. So, like, it's rule number one. You don't kick the dog. You don't hurt dogs. It's really simple. As I said, in the movies, you don't fuck with the dog. Because if you do, you're the bad guy and everyone claps when you're eventually shot. And you will get shot because it's a movie and you're a bad guy. Like, this, this, this is nature. How do you figure it out? So, of course... There was a round of applause saying this guy was going to answer to these most heinous of transgressions. And the great thing about this is the RSPCA were instrumental in this as they launched an investigation into this around the time of the protest and were apparently active in pursuing charges like this. This is something they do. They've got their own little investigation team, which helps police. I had no idea this existed, like animal cops. Well, they do. Yeah, they absolutely. do. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Here's a quote. Yeah. Animal cruelty is never acceptable under any circumstances, and RSPCA Victoria considers all cases of animal cruelty high priority. I'd like to think so. That is from RSPCA Victoria Chief Inspector Michael Stagg. And I just love he's Chief Inspector for the RSPCA. Mm. You're like, so you like, you call up and you're like, oh, this is the chief inspector here. Um, just want to have a word with you about an incident. Uh, we're just going to need you to come in for questioning. And it's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll come down to the station. It's like, no, no, don't come to the station. Come to the vet. <laughs> No, this is the RSPCA speaking here. This is Chief Inspector for the the, the RSPCA. The RSPCA will conduct investigations where suspicions, reasonable suspicions of animal cruelty have occurred. So so it's actually outside of of a policing model uh, at at that first point. Chief Inspector. And then they can determine the criminal offences may have occurred and that's when the police will 
we'll get involved. I love it. I think it's fucking fantastic. I love the idea of the fact that dog kickers get done because Vic Paul like, ah, oh, too much house. The RSPCA is like, no, we have a chief inspector. We'll, we'll, we'll call him. He's down at the vet right now. So just to give you an idea, the maximum penalty for assaulting an animal is $45,435 or 12 months prison. I like to think he's going to serve time for this one, but if you take 20 grand of him, I'll take that as well. I just want this fuckhead to suffer. Well, it, it almost certainly won't happen. And, and we do see, um, you know, allegedly, he, you know, he, he kicked the dog. But but moving on, and, and if, uh, if we sort of presume that there's a conviction that comes along on the basis of the footage that we've all seen, uh, I doubt very much that he would receive a custodial sentence and I, I doubt hope he does. very much that he'll receive much of a fine and it's unfortunate the way that uh, we regard these animal cruelty offences. Because they're property. Uh, Animals are property. In terms of just doling out fairly small fines for what are actual acts of cruelty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it for listeners uh, I'm not convinced he's going to get away not, with this. We're not going to have we're not going to have a side bet on how this all ends, but don't expect uh, don't expect the magistrate to hand out a very harsh penalty. There'll be a harsh lecture, but it, it won't be a harsh penalty. That's my we'll view. We'll see. We'll see if he is we'll convicted. See. Should he be convicted? There we'll see. That wraps up our anti-vaxxer update and our, and our newest segment in the conditional release program is Famous Last Words, often uttered by anti-vaxxers just before they croak it. Is that the case this week, Joel? No, we've got the last words of the dignity of a bloviating talking head. <laughs> the death of a digni- death of dignity. Right, I like and it. we have we have the audio clip for you here. Uh, you can uh, judge for yourself as to whether this guy has anything left of his anything. It just embarrasses. <laughs> Credibility, yeah. reputation, self respect, self respect. Yeah. Okay. Morning, Mike. Oh, hello. What are you glued to, Cameron? Uh, just your screen, unfortunately. Unfortunately? What do you do for a living, well, Cameron? I'm a carpenter. A carpenter, right. So how safe is that for the climate? Well, I work with timber, which is a much more sustainable material rather than concrete. I also but you work with trees that have been cut down then, don't you? It's a sustainable building practice. How is it sustainable if you're killing trees? Because it's regenerative, you can grow trees. Right, well, you can you can grow all sorts of things, can't you? Well, you can't grow concrete. You can. See you, Cameron. Cheerio. That was Cameron. Uh, he grows trees and then cuts them down and then makes things from them. Brilliant. Marvellous. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Yes, brilliant. Marvellous. We once again have to thank Sonny Brown for that cracking piece Major of theatre. Major contributor to the show this Just, week. You may as well be a cast member at this point, son. Uh, you've also got a great podcast called The Sonny Brown Breakdown. If you like MMA stuff, tune in. Excellent. What an absolute fucking career finisher that was. For those who don't know him, because I didn't at the time, Mike Graham is a right-wing blowhard 
talk radio guy in the UK. He calls his show the Independent Republic of Mike Graham, oh, which is about funny. as cringe as it gets. Like, clearly, he's a big Brexiteer guy, but I think he's been making that shit reference since, like, the IRA days. He's a proper fuckstick who spends his days dividing his audiences on issues like climate change, his pet cause, and purely had the kid from Insulate Britain, which is some climate change thing we'll explain later, on his show to try to humiliate him. But sadly, Graham isn't very smart and failed miserably at that because being a right-wing bully on talk radio requires you to be smarter than your opponent. And I'm not even saying the kid was smart. He just really face-planted completely of his own accord. Now, no, the kid, kid gave him a great kick. Well, the kid just lined him up to just walk into his own guillotine, the fucking moron. So now this was going to be a famous last word segment because it, you know, he just basically sums up the end there. Brilliant, marvellous. I mean, ouch. The clip has been seen 11 million times now, with Graham putting his foot in his mouth and just keeping it there, just choking on it, choosing to end the call and somehow try and blame the kid he dragged onto the show for saying something incredibly stupid as, you can grow concrete. But you can't, Mike. You really can't grow concrete. (laughs) concrete. You just can't. You can't. So I'll give you that backstory. Insulate Britain is an offshoot of Extension Rebellion who are famously annoying and demanding that the government insulate all social housing in the UK by 2025 and retrofit all homes by 2030. I'm guessing paid by the government. It's actually a pretty, it's a good cause. Mm. This has the aim of reducing energy consumption, of course, and therefore reducing emissions. And it's not entirely a bad idea, but to the credit of their opponents, they are so irritating. They block roads, being pests at protest. They're just the annoying protesters who like get in your face and just, Just be irritating and just, yeah. I mean, but they have a point. Insulating homes is a good idea and it would lower emissions. After this train wreck of interview, seeing the view count in the video that his own organization posted to social media for some bizarre reason, no one would have known about this if his own organization (laughs) didn't throw him under the bus and say, oh, this will be good for clicks. I tell you what, we'll get some exposure from this. How about we show everyone in the world what a fucking idiot you are? Instead of embracing what was a very funny fuck up, he had to be right. He had to spin it his way because his fragile, narcissistic ego just simply hates losing. It's quite like our own homegrown Avi Yemeni, who will say fucking anything to feel like he won the moment. A real journalist owns their mistakes. A real journalist retracts their fuck-ups. But clearly, just like Avi Yemeni, this asshole is not a journalist. Not a journalist, Avi. Not a journalist, like 1996. Mate. Yeah, he's not a fucking journalist. So in an attempt to claw back whatever shreds of dignity he had left, he tried to spin the idea of growing concrete to be the way in which concrete expands in a mixer when you make it. I've mixed tons of concrete with my beautiful brother, Peter Bamford. You're never listening, but I love you anyway. He speaks of mixing concrete like he's never fucking done it in his life. I mean, look at the guy. He yeah. couldn't lift a fucking yeah. shovel if he was- Those are, fucking- those are not concretes. Concrete things. <laughs> They're not concreting jowls, I can tell you that much. So he had another chat with a talking head in the station, Jeremy Kyle, oh, who's nice. famous- Yeah, fucking Jeremy Kyle. He's famous for his show that shat on poor people for the sake of comedy. Basically a low-rent English Jerry Springer. And Graham desperately makes comparison to economic growth and argues that not everything grows like trees. It's a versatile term. You know, he, he didn't make a mistake. He meant what he said. So here's the quote from what he actually said. Now, if you were, for example, describe the economy growing, would that be something you would say had to be Planted? Oh, good argument, Mr. Graham. It would expand and grow because you have growth in the economy. You don't actually plant the economy in order for it to grow. Don't tell the farmers that. They're all going, he's so stupid. 
Oh, he doesn't know that concrete doesn't grow. I mean, do they really think that? They actually think that, Mr. Graham added, (laughs) referring to the lefties who called him out on his blunder. Yeah, it was a blunder. You fucked up, moron. Then he goes on to pledge that he's going to have a concrete expert on his show and prove himself right. He blamed lefties for calling him out. <laughs> like really as if, pushing this out there. It's like, I made a mistake, but the real problem is people who noticed. Like, fuck off. So all of this was prompted by Graham himself. The kid he was interviewing didn't even launch into some tirade about this clown using cheap disinformation to create division regarding climate change policy. He just launched the kid, who was a fucking carpenter. Probably the worst answer he was looking for. Because he's like, oh, what do you do for a living? Hoping he comes up with like, you know, oh, I work at a petrol station. And somehow tried to make him some kind of environmental villain. But carpentry, as the kid said, is sustainable. You can grow trees. Concrete, on the other hand, is fucking awful for the <laughs> environment and literally not sustainable. It's, it's not great. It's really bad. Like, it makes great walls, but it sucks for the planet. So cement production is indeed hideous for the environment. With the cement industry, cement not being concrete, by the way, cement is an aspect of concrete, being one of the main producers of carbon dioxide, creating up to 8 to 10%, depending on which Wikipedia page you look at, of man-made <laughs> CO2 emissions. That's a fucking lot. That's across the world. A large element of the emissions is due to the process of turning limestone into lime, which is the ingredient in Portland cement. We're getting real technical here, but in order to reduce these emissions, firms are looking at alternative ways to implement this process using carbon neutral or at least carbon reduced methods. Enter Biomason, a US biotech firm using bacteria to generate calcium carbonate precipitation. Do you think I know what that means? I don't. I copied and pasted that from something else. But they do it from urea, which is found in piss, which I find very funny. This would replace the elements in the production of cement and reduce emissions. It's actually a really good innovation. And the sole purpose of this is to reduce the carbon emissions that Graham clearly believes have no impact on the planet, or at least the climate. That's for fucking sure. But right now, Graham loves Biomason. Not for their technology, not for the potential like you know reduce emissions no he loves them because they sent some gorgeous pr girl onto his show who sat there while this climate denying jellyfish said grow concrete about 90 times while she nodded and agreed she was lovely but she really fucked up this time this was the most egregious form of selling out i've ever seen your entire firm is about reducing emissions and you just capitulated to a fucking climate change denier what is wrong with you So the entire thing is ridiculous. For starters, cement is an element of concrete. It's shitty for the environment and faced with a global sand shortage, which is another element of fucking concrete, is a real issue going forward. Synthetic sand using crushed rocks has become an option. Yes, I did research that. I looked at so much weird shit to try and figure out this story. But sand itself in its natural form takes 80 million years to form which is a little bit longer than it takes for a tree to grow. But here's fucking Mike doubling down on his ridiculous claim that trees aren't sustainable because they take time to grow. How long do they take, Mike? What kind of wood are you talking about, Mike? Stop pretending you know everything about random shit, Mike. If you're allowed to not know about construction, you're a right-wing talking head, not a fucking building foreman. Anyway. I could talk about this for a fucking hour. He went so deep and so hilarious about this on Twitter. 
retweeting me was one of the funniest things he did that day because I called him out for being a fragile bitch and he didn't take it well. Have a look on my Twitter feed. It's really funny. He's been completely dragged on Twitter and has become the laughing stock of the media for the week. Paul Barry would have a field day with this fuckhead. Don't forget, guys, he wasn't wrong. He was right. You can grow cement with bacteria. That lovely PR lady told us all. Look, Mike Graham's self-respect is in the fucking toilet. You can spin this all you like. You can try and be a low-rent fucking Arvi Yemeni from Wish, but deep down you know you got this wrong and your desperate attempts to save face are making you out to be a fucking prat. Oh, look, I absolutely despise climate change denies. You know, the people who just stare in the face of facts and go, yeah, no, that's not right because I'm a right-wing idiot and I've got my own ideas that are not scientifically based. I just sneer away all the the time. You've got to move on from Mike. Graham and his dead self-respect to a man who's got huge self-respect. A man <laughs> who, Does he? who cares for the environment, cares about the sky and the clouds and who's making them because we don't know and it's really, really know. bad. He's, he's okay for a Nazi. And he's had a, he's had a really huge week. I can see this coming, to be honest, mm. throughout the week. It's the week in Pete Evans. <laughs> It has been a huge week in Pete Evans, with this week being brought to you by Cam on Twitter, who G'day, can Cam. and should be found on at Cam Lives Here, which is absolutely worth a follow. Yes, a lot is. of this comes from his brilliant Twitter thread. I ripped a lot of this off. He did the hard yards on this one. Just saying. Credit where credit's due. So it looks like Pete's been at it again, pushing bullshit miracle cures sold by snake oil salesmen, and this time in the form of rebadged bicarb soda oh, called Safe yeah. Soda. So infuriating. You will have words on this. Pete and his idiot mate believe that a bit of bicarb will alkalize the body and prevent all types of ailments, including cancer, of course. And it goes without saying this is complete horseshit. But just the record, it is complete horseshit. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> look, it's you cannot affect your internal pH levels, right? I mean, There's you barriers. simply cannot do this through just necking some fucking bicarb soda. Kidney and liver, uh, and, kidney and, and liver. Yeah, you know, one of these pH, pH, pH results actually does is a sort of indicator for cancer. But, but the, the very business of, of, of consuming bicarbonate for soda is not going to affect that at all. No. You're no, not a swimming pool. Absolutely fucking not. You're a living fucking organism. <laughs> and that's exactly it. You can't be alkalized. It's just not a thing. Like your body regulates your pH Indeed levels. You've got does. organs for that. That's what your organs are for. You don't need bicarb to turn into soap. Bicarb has TGA approval for a few uses, which mm. is reducing levels of stomach acid and yes. apparently also for reducing pain from urination, which is one thing I learned from Cam's Twitter thread. Thank you very much. It makes um, it makes uh, urine come through the urethra a little bit easier. Oh. And, uh, uh, yeah, and, and is likely there are various products on the market that, that use essentially bicarb and a few other products as well to basically just ease pain in urination as a, as, so, as a, you know so if you've got a um, urinary tract infection those sorts of things it's it's often a good thing to uh, so take. next time you get chlamydia kids doctor, just yeah. have some bicarb it'll 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 make you forget all about it it's all good nothing to worry about there's nothing i don't know about urination let me tell you nothing i don't know about chlamydia so basically you've got <laughs> You got TGA approval for a small amount of things, but nothing about brain tumors, nothing about COVID nineteen. Cancer doesn't cause doesn't doesn't not going to fix your cancer. No, it's fucking not. 
But of course, he's happy to push this bullshit line because it sells this sketchy product. Now, you'd think that Pete would be a little bit more careful after TJ fined him and said, I'm paraphrasing here, don't fucking do that again. (laughs) But the thing is, Pete's actually not making any money from this. This is not his venture. He's just amplifying the voice of another guy because he's fortifying his image of this alternative health warrior with these miracle cures for his cult following. Mm. Let's face it, Pete. If you had cancer, you would go to hospital. You wouldn't drink bicarb, you fucking liar. So Dean, the bloke that came up with this shit, is apparently a sandblaster by a trade who used bicarb instead of sand. I had yeah. a look at this. It's called soda blasting. It's a thing. It looks really nifty. It's good for chrome and shit. That's great. I suppose there is enough money in that. Look, you know, houses are pretty expensive. Let's face it. So he'd rather sell his soda blasting gear in nice little fucking jars for $49 a pop. <laughs> How much, you, how much you pay for those? What's what's the markup on that, champ? So oh. to be fair, though, to be fair, it's gluten-free and it comes with a free spoon. <laughs> well, man, so yeah. that's it's pretty sweet. 49 bucks worth right there. Yeah. And there's no aluminium in it either, which I don't know. I was never a concern. It's it's bicarb. Yeah. It's, why, it, doesn't, it doesn't. Why would there be aluminium? aluminium. <laughs> there would why? not be aluminium in it. But it. He makes a point of that. I, I don't know why. Anyway, so Dean has a convenient way of testing whether you need his product or not. He has special pH strips. They're called litmus tests, pH strips. Yeah. <laughs> and they show your alkaline level. If it's yellow, you're fucked. I'm sure mine are yellow. Yellow is piss. If it's red and blue, you're healthy. Mm, I, was, I, was cool. using, I was using one for the swimming pool this morning. Uh, so I reckon he's just he's just bunged a few of those out of Bunnings. And, he absolutely uh, fucking has. Have a, sl- have a slash on this and, <laughs> and see what happens to the color. 50 of his special litmus sticks cost $28. I looked it up on eBay. You can get 100 for five bucks. Yeah, I know. And free shipping. Because <laughs> I'm buying for the pool. Yes, exactly, exactly. Buying for the pool test. I don't actually urinate on them. I just pop it in the pool. Yeah, but you piss um, in the pool, right? Let's the just urine, stop. Let's the, not. The, yeah. uh, the litmus test. Yeah, I. Jack doesn't piss in the pool. Let's no, just, let's just say that. Pool. No one let's pisses just, in my pool. Well, no, I'm a jack. Anyway, look, that's fine. So Dean, who did apparently graduate from high school, knows a little more about pH oh, than the scientist. He's a sandblaster. Exactly. You know, you've got to you got to study hard on the blah blah. Uh, yeah, it's physics. So everything we've learned about science is wrong. Wrong. Science is actually responsible for the shortening, not lengthening of our lifespans. Oh. Because back in the day, See, I had it the other way around. Yeah, I get yeah. it now. No, no. Back in the day, people used to live to 150. But- but they didn't, Joel. <laughs> no, 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 they did. You're you're an idiot. Go on, go on, go on, go and give a hand I mean, job if it's to a, a paleo diet you're after, you basically if you kind of start eating the Pete's paleo diet, you're actually following, you know, a diet that people and, and people, human beings had an average lifespan of about twenty eight. Yeah, see the problem with them is they didn't eat bicarb soda in their bread. <laughs> oh, I see. Because that's what makes yeah. you live to hundred and fifty. They shouldn't be eating Bread either if they're on the paleo. But anyway, no, 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 don't bring logic into this. It makes everyone upset. In the Amazon, apparently it's about 120 years. Maybe they like smoke a bit or something uh, because of alkalized water. No, so just alkalize yourself. It's no problem. Now, the obsession of being alkalized in the woo science industry is nothing new. Grifters have hitched their wagon to the pH train for decades now. But this one is especially jarring. I've seen shit like Kangen water filters and they're a fucking scam, oh, but they look cool. Scam. Yeah, they're very expensive, but like they're, they're a nice little centerpiece. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a water filter, whatever. But they don't make brazen claims as to yeah, cure cancer true. or COVID nineteen. That's just so illegal. It is. Dean, Dean's a casual player. He makes a point saying his bicarb is not only 
curing cancer, but it's also pharmaceutical grade. What does that even mean? What, yeah. like you got it from a nice supermarket? Like, what the fuck? And also- Go through a tea strainer. Like, okay, like maybe that means he didn't get it from like the 25 kilo bag he gets for soda blasting <laughs> fucking medals. But realistically, what does that mean? Does, so yeah. for Pete Evans to give someone like this a platform to sell his product is irresponsible to say the least. And what the fuck does Pete get from it? Like I say, man, I don't think he's getting paid for it. I think he just gets that air of mysticism. He desperately craves by having all the answers. He's he jumped out of politics- because he didn't have the answers. But he moved back to what he knows best. Bullshit woo science claims attached to overpriced products. So uh, once again, Pete. Fakery, that is fucking low shit. Mm. It is low shit, mate. You've got blood on your hands, as per usual. For every cancer patient who decides to skip treatment and chug this overpriced pH powder instead, you have blood on your hands. For every person with COVID-19 who drinks this chud instead of seeking hospital treatment after getting a bit short of breath, Pete, you have fucking blood on your hands. Yeah, look, uh, absolutely right. There's very little, very few people worse in the world than cancer treatment fakers, Ty, Charlene, Bollinger. Bollinger's can go end fucking. of all of that, Ugh. of course, in the States. And what they do is essentially... You know, because cancer treatment's tough. It's 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 chemo. And it's over radio, in the US, it's, it's surgery. It's really fucking hard to confront. And, yep. and and if some fucking clown um, booster comes along and says, "Oh, look, I I can give you something that you won't, you know, where you won't need to go through all you of that," you wouldn't feel it, mate. You will get some people. Some people will will follow that line. The problem and you're is alive because that you didn't. When you spend your time on that, that is less time for you to treat. For your, for your treatment to occur. So there is every chance that your cancer will metastasize in the meantime and you will die. It's fucking abhorrent. Abhorrent. And you have been listening to the Condition Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. We've set up a Facebook page you can find fairly easily. And as usual, promoting a podcast is easier said than done. If you share this episode or a past episode that you've especially enjoyed on social media, We'll be eternally grateful. We will. And as of uh, last week, we are on Patreon. Uh, and uh, for those who don't know what Patreon is, it is a subscriber-based uh, point of access for our uh, for our programs, not our weekly shows, which we'll continue to keep free. Always uh, free. But we'll have a whole lot of bonus content for those who love us enough uh, to want to hear a bit more from us. Yes. So uh, we started the Patreon and... Um, Membership starts from $5 a month and it helps keep this podcast sustainable into the future. So we can actually dedicate a bit of time to it yeah. uh, and uh, and not, uh, you know, uh, take food out of my children's mouths, which is... Yeah, it takes food bite. out of my they non-children's mouths. When you do that, I've tried that and they do bite. <laughs> um, so it's a big thanks to our patrons on remand. That's one level. Yep. Joel, we got Trude, Cat Powers, we love you, mates. Yeah, big time. Emma, Brad, Gray, David, Tracy, Julia, Stuart, Amanda, David, and Tabitha, we love you all. Uh, we and love send you me all. your addresses. Send yeah. me your addresses for sticker packs. Yeah, because yeah. We honestly, need, we like, need to hear from we need, like we need four your, of you. We need to throw you into a database, quite frankly, and then keep a very close eye on you from there. Basically, what I need to do is get rid of these fucking stickers. I've got piles of these damn things. Come on. Yeah, so, so uh, look, uh, send us your addresses so we can get some gear out to you. Same applies to our lifers. 
Yes, um, uh, that's another. That's another. Life is without pro, without prospect of parole. Uh, our Patreon, our patrons, our paisans, we call lifers. Tim H, Sandy, who was also an invaluable researcher for us. Love you, Sandy. Shouldn't be giving screen name. Who was very very funny. Yes, uh, Derek, <laughs> Xavier, and of course Joel's darling partner, Liz. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, she's just giving me the money directly. No <laughs> she could just give me asked. 20 bucks. <laughs> and there's Nathan, of course. Let's not forget Nathan Giles. Let's not let let's not forget Nathan. And we want to thank him. We love you all unconditionally, actually. And we, do. Uh, we, we, we uh, thank you for your contributions today. Absolutely. Now, if anyone wants to be taken off the shout-out list, let us know because some people don't want to be associated with a podcast that's as controversial as this. But we want to express our undying gratitude for your contributions because you are going to keep us going. Sometimes we sit there and we're writing a script and we're like, why the fuck are we bothering? God damn it. And then we remember I get $50 a week from it. It's great. <laughs> well, I think Screen Name's going to be cool with it. You know, just being yeah. known every week. I don't think he's going to be terribly troubled. I but think Screen Name's going to be okay with Yeah, it. so thank you very much, guys. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's just to hit us up on Meta Messenger. And ask us if we want to do some hits for a Mexican cartel. Yeah, that's it. I'm I won't fucking it, be way. there. I'm up for it. I might need a little bit of training, but I'm up for it. And P.S. P.O., mate, uh, uh, you, you've had a loss this week and we love you. It, that sucks. Keep making stupid cartoons and keep being fucking amazing, mate. Hang in Good there. stuff. Yes, well Cheers, said, listeners. Thank you, listeners. See you next time. See you next time. Bye.